0: once again to another episode of the Why Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks for checking in for this Monday, July 22nd, 2013. This is our 618th episode. Glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking about allergies that you might encounter when you come to Hawaii. We get that question a lot. We'll also be talking about seeing four islands in 14 days as we get through the show. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts, and you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com, or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. Lots of ways to connect with us. We have a blog, we have a podcast that you're listening to here. We have an app, it's called Hawaii Aloha. You can reach me on Twitter, I'm at Aloha Bruce. You can find me on Facebook and all over the place. So easy to reach us and please get involved because if you're planning a Hawaii vacation, booking with us will give you that little extra edge because we're in the destination you're going to, not the destination you're coming from. All of our agents are right here in Hawaii. They're either born or raised or lived here most of their lives. And to top it off, you know, we're gonna get you the best price possible. We're notorious for beating companies like Expedia, Travelocity, and someone well, we somebody's asking me, are our prices cheaper than AAA or AARP or Costco? Yes, 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 yes. You know, occasionally we get beat, but that's because of some un, unexpected thing that we, we just can't find. So it does happen from time to time, but very rarely. So uh, if you want to work with us and you want to get the most out of your vacation dollar and you want to get the best customer service, go with us, Hawaii Aloha Travel. Okay, enough of the plugging here. We had a beautiful weekend in Hawaii Ash, spent a lot of time relaxing for a change, uh, going out on the boat a little bit, did some repairs, and over the weekend I got a Jeep, a Jeep Wrangler X Unlimited, it's a used uh, 2009, and I've been wanting one of these for a long time. And especially now, since we've been doing so much with Wade's Tours, we've, I've been actually going and doing these tours. I wanted to have a Jeep to contribute to that and also to go places that I've never gone before. And so I've been, I was off-roading a little bit and practicing a little bit, and I think I got a little over-ambitious because when I went over to Sandy's and started doing some four-wheel driving, I busted the pin in the uh, four-wheel drive shifter and broke it. So now it's stuck in four-wheel drive. I learned my lesson, but today my buddy's gonna come over and we're gonna replace that pin. You know, they have this little tiny plastic pin in there. It's a 40-cent part that is so delicate that if you really don't know what you're doing quite well, which is me, (laughs) you can bust that pin and uh, you get stuck. So uh, you don't get stuck. You get stuck in four-wheel drive, and it's not good. So hopefully I'll get that Jeep back and continue exploring because there is so much you can do with a Jeep. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, I, I, I'm starting to recommend Jeeps for certain folks who are coming to the islands. This is a fun way to really get out and explore, uh, you know, all of Oahu or any of the islands, what they have to offer. But it's really the ultimate way to do it is get into one of our Jeeps, either with myself or with Wade and go on the Circle Island tour and you can do that just getting over to our website hawaii-aloha.com you'll see a link to um, to activities and just book that Wage World Circle Island tour it's only 99 bucks there's really nothing in the market that comes close to that price for this kind of private personal tour that you get and Wade and I we always uh, you know try to gear the tour towards the pr- the people we're taking out so no two tours are always the same and it's just a great way to experience the island, so get in touch with us, you'll be very happy. Maybe you'll be in the Silver Bomb, I'm calling it the Silver Bomb, <laughs> that's going to be the name of my, you know, we call Wade's the Black Beast, mine's going to be the Silver Bomb, or it is the Silver Bomb. Anyway, wanted to get to one of our uh, podcast listener friends, actually, uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a podcast listener friend or she's Facebook or how she found us, but this woman, Mary, wrote to me and she wants to do a four island vacation. I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about what kind of things we need to know to plan a perfect four island vacation. Now she says she has 14 days and I think with 14 days you can do four islands. I usually say a minimum of th- four nights per island so that's four, eight, twelve, sixteen days but you know probably we'll end up doing 15 days 14 nights on this so she gets to see as much po- as possible of the islands. She um, has a lot of more time than she has money which a lot of folks do and you know Hawaii is an expensive destination but she's really picky on the hotels and she's very concerned that she picks a hotel, it's not the right hotel, what are her options, what, she, what is she going to do? And then she says she wants to go to the big island, Kauai, Maui, and Oahu, not in any particular order, and that's also very doable, and I like those choices of islands, it pretty much covers them all, all the man he just leaves out really Molokai and Lanai, and she wants to spend no less than three full days on each island, or as many needed to enjoy the tours that they have in mind, and they don't want to rush through anything. So she's starting to realize that, you know, you can't be over ambitious. what I say, all the time about these trips. So I think, thought I'd kind of go through the planning process with you today, and one of the first things you need to know uh, when, when booking a trip like this is, first of all, what are your dates you know you want to make sure that when you're planning it you've got the dates set now she didn't put any dates here but I did reach out to her and she wants to come towards the end of february which isn't too bad of a time and you always want to make sure that you 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 leave and you return on a weekday and try to avoid weekends because your airfare is going to be cheaper now keep in mind every time you go to another island it's a it's a travel day you know you've got to pack your bags and you got to get to the hotel Again, get, get check out of the hotel you got to go to the airport you've got to check in and this is a process so planning becomes very important and what we like to do is time those flights those inter-island flights so you have the ma- you maximize your land, your ground time so that if we can fly you direct well maybe you pay a little bit extra for that direct flight rather than like let's say you're going from Maui to Kauai a lot of the cheaper flights might take you through Oahu first, which adds like a half a day onto the trip. And also choosing which airline you, you, you pick and what time you go. It's a, it's just it's, it becomes a timing thing. So especially when you're only going to do maybe three, four days on each island, that inter-island hop is very critical. So once you have your dates down, then you can start planning. And then you have to think about, like I mentioned, the hotel room. Now, when I talk to her, she says, I, I, I'm a four-star hotel person. Well, that's kind of ambiguous because a four-star hotel in Hawaii is quite expensive. I mean, it could be in the $300, some four-star hotels. So you have to be realistic with your star rating. If you're used to a four-star, you might be okay with a three-star in Hawaii in general because I think... You know, star ratings are a little ambiguous. They're hard to really kind of get your head around. And that's why it's really good to use a professional, somebody here that really knows these hotels so we can get by without going through these generalizations about stars. I mean, I know what the hotels are. I know if you tell me you like a high end three star, what that would look like versus a low end three star. You know what I mean? So I'll be going through and looking at the hotels from that perspective. And then there's a difference between actually b- the hotel being on the beach and whether or not you need a ocean view or ocean front room. I can tell you why. Like for instance, she mentioned the Marriott hotels and there's lots of Marriott's great nice Marriott properties here. But if you and, and a lot of them are on the beach or overlooking the beach. Now if you get a hotel that's on the beach or close to the beach, an ocean view is going to be so much more money than like a garden view or a standard view. The difference sometimes can be hundreds of dollars a night. So if you're okay, and I think a lot of times this can really help with the budget, if you're okay with just staying in a standard room or garden view room, you might be able to go ahead and get into that four-star range in the lower end of the category. And you still have a beautiful hotel room, and you're still... The, the property is going to be on or very close to the beach. So that's another thing to keep in mind. I you know just how much time do you really spend in the room looking out? If you're three or four days on an island, you know, we're going to keep you busy. You're not going to be doing that that much. But if it is something that's important, we need to know that. And maybe what you end up doing is you end up splurging a little bit. You end up like picking one area and saying, okay, when I go to Kauai, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to spend a little extra money there, but I'm going to go a little more budget on some of the other things if you really want to kind of experience that because it is a beautiful thing. Let's face it. If you can afford to have an oceanfront room and wake up in the morning with your cone of coffee and kind of casually get out of bed and go onto the balcony and look at the beautiful view and then in the evening go back to your hotel room and have a romantic you know, hors d'oeuvres or snacks and have some wine and overlook the beautiful skyline or the ocean. Hey, what can beat that? And if it's a once in a lifetime experience or a special occasion, maybe you do need to include that as part of your plan so we can work all of that in. So I'll be going through some of that for her. And this is the kind of process, kind kind of taking you through the process that a travel professional goes through who really understands the islands to make in order to help you make those decisions and the bottom line is I'm not really trying to plug what we do here because you know perhaps you could do it this yourself yourself if you knew somebody that was here and you really had a long time to figure it all out but you're going to pay the same price with us that you do anywhere else so why not use a professional here that can help you do it and is going to be concerned about you because when we talk about these hotels, the idea of her making the decisions on her own about the, the hotels, then what is your recourse if you, if, if you don't like the hotel and, you, and you, you, know, you want to move or it's not what you expected? Well, you know, that's when we really jump into action and we'll find alternative hotels for you. We'll take care of all of it. So you, let's say you had something planned that day. Don't forget, you only got three or four days on each island. You could waste your whole day just trying to find a new hotel room if you're not happy. We'll just take that burden for you. Say, "Go, go out snorkeling. We'll get to find you another property. And when you get back, you can check out into the new hotel. Things like this are very important. So, I'm going to be going through it. some of the things that she wants to do, and I can see already she's over, she might be overdoing it a little bit, and we're going to have to kind of modify her itinerary a bit. On Maui, she wants to do drive to Hana and also Haleakala. She wants to do a taste of Maui. She wants a Polynesian Lua on Maui. She wants to snorkel but she recognizes that can be done on any island and she wants to do the rainforest she wants to zip zip line through a rainforest or something similar so uh, and and I think she understands that that's probably not going to be done on each island we're going to have to kind of break that up but I think she was also looking at the uh, Kauai the ultimate island tour I'm not sure what that is Waimea Canyon and the waterfalls There's, that's probably the best place for waterfalls is Kauai on Oahu she wants to do Pearl Harbor she wants to probably do one of our circle island tours she wants to visit Waikiki Beach so she's very open on the kind of tours and I like that approach because if you're going to use a professional and somebody here like in the islands like me, keep, your, you know, keep yourself open because we need you to trust us because I'm going to probably suggest things that are very doable but maybe that you might not have heard of. Things that we just found out about that are great. Experiences personally that I've gone on that I can recommend to you so I'll be doing that with her. And this is the kind of process that we go through. So I just wanted to uh, thank Mary for sending that along and um, let her know and let you guys know that this is the kind of stuff that just gets us going. This is the kind of itinerary that I will just love to plan and pull together for people. The multi-island ones are really kind of the most difficult ones to do because you can't even book a four-island tour online. There's no online booking engine that allows you to book four islands at the same time you would have to really split it up into two separate book i don't think you can do it and do it with the air you can't so you really have to do this with a professional when you get these multi-island trips and so that's why we love to do them and they're they're a little complicated sometimes and but we know all the tricks we know all the things to kind of make it happen and uh, i'm looking forward to working with you mary and thanks for writing in now, I'd like to talk about allergies in Hawaii. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever gone on vacation? You know, you're all excited, and you've anticipated it, and then, you, number one, you get on the plane, and then you start sneezing on the plane. That's a whole other story, right? Where you get allergies just from all the germs in the plane. But worse than that, you get to the destination that you're going to, and suddenly all these allergies kick in. You know, you start getting allergic to certain plants you never thought you'd ever be allergic to or ever knew of. So I wanted to go through it because I've gotten that question many, many times and I've never really addressed it here on the show. So I thought I'd take a little time here to talk about some of the things that folks get allergic to or might pique your interest if you're going to be coming here and maybe it's to help you avoid any kind of allergies when you get here. And, you know, it's important to know that when you are traveling long distance, you you know you can get run down, you can get a cold, your immune system is down, and it's important to recognize the difference between those kind of symptoms and whether or not you're really coming down with an allergy. The good news is that a lot of this can be treated beforehand, but it's best to know what you're going to be dealing with so you can stock up with the proper kind of medication or take the proper precautions uh, before you even get here. And here are some of the top reasons why tourists and also locals might be suffering and sneezing and wheezing while in Hawaii. One of the biggest things is VOG. And if you never heard of this term, then you're probably thinking VOG because it sounds like the same thing. But it's not. We mean V-O-G, which is volcanic and smog. It's You, know, you put those ter- two ter- uh, words together and you get smog. And it's gray volcanic ash that basically turns into air pollution. And it blankets the Hawaii sky. Particles that spew from the big, uh, the big islands, you know, uh, Kilauea Volcano, and the Kona winds that blow them down the chain, make for a very hazy, foggy looking day here in beautiful Hawaii. And it's really getting bad. And it's getting so bad over on Kona, for instance, that it's really starting to affect the land values there because it seems to be all the time. I was talking to a gentleman over the weekend that some of these big celebrities that have bought houses up there or not are, are selling them because every time they come to the big island, you know, they're They've got this vog and it makes it impossible to to live there. And what happens is when the trade winds die and then those Kona winds lift, the Vog can linger and cause all kinds of problems and respiratory problems and allergies. And it, in a lot of severe cases, people suffering from vog are told to stay inside because it is really it can really aggravate things like asthma and lung conditions and basically what you should be doing is drinking a lot of fluids and avoid places where you might be exposed to, the, to any kind of other ag- things that aggravate it like smoke uh, from cigarettes and, and so forth. It can, you know, this VOG can get really thick too and ugly and it can put a damper on our really beautiful weather here. So symptoms of VOG uh, allergies include headaches, watery eyes, sore throat, breathing difficulties, And like I mentioned, the asthma tax induces asthma, flu-like symptoms, and you you know you just get lethargic. You just feel you know yucky all around. So if you're vacationing in Hawaii and vog makes this appearance, first assess if you really have an allergic reaction to it, and then second. Just pray that the trade winds come back very, very soon. Now, another common one, and I also ask, I have some other ones that I'm going to throw in here at the end because I asked my Facebook friends, uh, people who live here and also people who have come here, what things they get allergic to. But another one is mango. Because did you know that mango is a cousin to poison ivy? And they actually carry like a toxic oil sap that's found on their skin. And it can make people break out in rashes. I'm allergic to mango skin. I'm not allergic to eating it. And the most common rash that people find is around their mouth after eating a mango, because some people are actually allergic to the mango itself inside. You know, there's a name here that we we give that here. Locals call it mango mouth. And also during mango blossoming season, which is usually around December, the flower pollen has actually been known to give people allergies. And by the way, plant pollen is one of the most common causes of seasonal allergic disease all over the world. And again, they can be treated with a lot of these medications I was telling you about and home remedies. And again, if this happens to you while you're on the vacation here, don't let it ruin your trip. Buy some products from the local pharmacy. And while it may be tempting, just don't eat the mangoes. Pick them up and touch them. Another thing that Hawaii is notorious for is our trade winds and it's kind of like our natural air conditioning and it's in our tropical DNA here and often it's a big relief from the heat but for those people who are suffering allergies, the wind plays a large role in how your symptoms act up because when there's windy conditions, that means there's gonna be more pollen in the air and that means there's gonna be more mold in the air and that leads to increase allergy symptoms. So that's why sometimes people come here and who have mild allergies, but aren't exposed to the kind of trade winds we have here, start to get it when they come to the islands. Because plant pollens carried by the wind are the cause of most of the things you like get with your nose, eyes, and lungs as a result of allergic reactions so if your allergies have a tension you know a tendency to crop up in windier than normal weather conditions definitely pack your allergy medication along with your swimsuit and the sunglasses and your snorkel and fins and all the other things you're going to bring on your hawaii vacation and finally mold mold is one of the key triggers of hay fever and a common summertime allergy reaction so for people who are coming here now beware of that Uh, but in a tropical humid place like hawaii hawaii mold has the perfect environment to grow year round and you know we see this and you know one of the hilton hawaiian uh, hilton hawaiian hotel here in hawaii the whole hotel when they were building got infected by mold in the air conditioning system. They had to cut it down and it was thousands and thousands of dollars of damage because it kind of flourishes in damp, warm places and sending those spores into the air, causing a lot of allergic reaction. And then the wind carries those spores for miles. So I hate to bring this, you know, hairy truth to you, but mold persists throughout the entire year in Hawaii and the inhalation of mold spores you know the symptoms of that is going to be your sneezing your asthma the itchy and watery eyes and a lot of allergic discomfort and that's another thing to know about you know the hotel you're staying in and the air conditioning systems and so forth Uh, I I talk about this sometimes with clients who have allergic reactions. You want to make sure that you have, you know, that's why it's better to be in kind of a newly renovated property when they have these new air conditioners and these new filters. And you want to check those filters and make sure the filters are clean in the hotel rooms. You can have the housekeeping come up and take a look if you're, you know, a little bit uh, concerned about allergic reactions I know this wasn't the most exciting topic talking about allergies, but I think it was good and, you know, allergies are, are very curable and, uh, you know, with this knowledge, you know how to prepare for it. Chances are you're not going to run into these kind of problems anyways, but if it does happen, then, you know, you'll be able to be ready for it. So hopefully that helps you out. I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, please don't forget to tune in every Monday for this show. I, You know what? I'm going to Korea. Uh, On Wednesday, so I probably won't be doing another show next Monday, so there'll be another one-week hiatus of the show, unless I can get one prepared between now and uh, before I leave, but there probably won't be another show next Monday, so don't don't worry, I'll be back, and uh, be following me on Facebook and Twitter, I'll be talking a little bit about Korea, and my experiences there, and uh, in the meantime, make sure you keep up with our blog, we'll be posting there every single day for you, also check out our app, app hawaii aloha it's available in the play store and also in the itunes store that's gonna do it for my beautiful wife yelling for all of us here at hawaii aloha travel i'll say aloha and mahalo